So, John, how was your trip? You're back. <sighs> for a bit. <laughs> for a bit? You're going again, right? I leave tomorrow for another trip. So Is where it... were you and where are you going? This time I was in Halifax for a friend's wedding. So that's Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> I had a bunch of people asking me, like, wait, do you mean Halifax in the UK? I'm like, no. East Coast Canada. Where is Halifax in the UK? I don't know. Oh, okay. But I had a couple hmm. people ask me, like, wait, what are you doing in the UK? I'm like, no, 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 East Coast. Okay. Was it nice? Was it like in the East Coast in October? It was actually fall. Okay, what is it? Wait, what is it like where you are? Well, where I am right now? Uh, it's... <clears throat> trying to be fall but it'll yeah skip to it'll probably skip to winter in like a moment's notice it's like gray right now yeah i don't know it's weird all life and color is gone from calgary alberta it's only colorful for like three months anyways that's true you had a good time in halifax yeah uh rented a car drove around a bunch oh got nice to hang with, got to hang with a bunch of my high school friends because they were also in town for the wedding that's cool okay how long had it been since you've seen them? Um, two of them, including the groom, about seven years. Uh, oh, and wow. one of them, one of them, about eleven. Were you the best man? Long. No, there was no best man. Were you a groomsman? No, I was Were the bridesmaid. I, I was one of. <laughs> I was one of the guys who got to stand in the back. And watch. Cool. cool. That's about it. Did you know the groom? You knew the groom, right? But did you know the yeah. bride? Nope. First time meeting the bride. Okay, cool. Do you think it's going to work out? Did you out? object when they asked? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. And, okay. and no one did because I felt like that would be the most tactless thing to do. Would just be like, I haven't seen you guys in years, so uh, get, sell me on your case of getting married. This is where you go. I object. We used to hang out all the time, but as soon as she came in, all you want to do is spend time with her. <laughs> uh, and that was how I got kicked out of a wedding. Yeah. And where are you going tomorrow? I'm going to Portland for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Portland's a cool city. I have never been. Are you going to try to take in the sights, or are you working the whole time? Uh, this is not a work trip. This is for fun. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you're going to go to that arcade? Uh, we will see. You're going to have to tell me the name of that thing again, like, after, so I can write it down. Okay. I have to remember it, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna mm. curious to check it out. Uh, I'm going to pick up a bunch of games for streams. Uh, I hear the Tetris World Championships happen at this convention, so I'm curious to watch that. Wow. Okay. If, sure. this, is a, if this is, like, free time, why, what made you pick Portland? Because uh, a bunch of friends I know are going. Okay. They they are doing panels. So I'm like, oh, all right. Well, they convinced me to go, so now I'm going. Are you talking about like Brutal Moose and Pro Jared and all them? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Br Brutal Moose was actually pushing pretty hard to get a bunch of us to go. So okay. Like, I can't <laughs> sure. say no to him. It's it's a terrible terrible problem. <laughs> it's a terrible problem. Have you ever heard of a uh, Happy Console Gamer? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they're going to be there one... too. Nice. Yeah. I guess, it, I, guess it make, this again? I guess it makes sense because Happy Console Gamer is just in Alaska. So, No, that's Happy Video Game Nerd. Oops. Ha oh, damn it. Happy, Happy Console, Console Game is BC, right. BC, Vancouver specifically, I believe, yeah. Okay. I can't remember. So that, so that would be yeah. the one that one of my friends was in their video. Okay. 
He was in yeah. that movie, rather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that movie. Jesus, that was something. Schlock to the tenth degree, I, but I'm you could tell sure they loved was... it. Well, they yeah. loved doing it, right? That's why they did it that way. Johnny and Rob. Anybody who hasn't seen them should probably go check them out. They're kind of cool, the guys. Anyways, so you're going Tetris Championships? <laughs> like, I'm gonna, tournament? I'm gonna like watch. I I might try oh. my luck, but I know that I'll get destroyed. Like it, it's that's not the plan. It's just more of oh hey that's here. Let's see what happens. What's you... the convention again? Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Uh, okay. Usually the creator of Tetris goes to it. So Alexei Pajanov, I can never say his name right. Is, mm. is, I guess is it big? I haven't heard of this. Apparently it's decently big. This is mm. my first time going, so I don't know how, what to expect. How many people? Any idea? No idea. All in, it's okay. a two-day convention, so it's Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you say Tetris is the best video game ever made? It's pretty high up there. Okay. Well, that's probably a good thing to say because Tetris is a video game, and we talk about those here on the Top Down Perspective. Boom! It nice. is October 16th, 2014. I am hosting today, I suppose, Paul, and with me is Proton John. Hello. And Sean underscore Booker. Yeah. <laughs> that was your yeah. nickname in high school, right? Sean quotation marks underscore Booker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, you got it. Yeah. Better than being a hashtag. They called me Better... the underscore. Yeah. Better than being a hashtag. I guess oh, so. No. Yeah, like when it comes to like keyboard symbols, <laughs> no one wants to be hashtag. But people want to be tilled. That's what it is. Tilda. Yeah. Sean, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I've been finishing up games. That's what I've been doing. All right. Okay. Hitman Go. It's all done. Oh man. Okay. What'd you, what'd you think? That game's great. I want another one. It's really but good. It takes up way too much space on my phone, so I have to delete it. How Aww. big is it? It's like a gig. Really? That that's yeah. that's actually yeah. Is that including the DLC or what? Well, there what do you, there is no DLC. There is a box that says like coming soon, which but nothing came out while I was playing. So oh uh, oh okay. Like the first five stages, I guess. And I don't know. And you know the blood money part. I don't know if that counts in the first five. But anyway, mm. yeah, that game's a gig. So I would totally want a sequel to that game. <clears throat> sure. Um. Yeah, we've talked about it a ton. Nothing more to say. That game's great. Uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright finished up that on the weekend. Okay. Did it blow your mind? It's so good. Okay. It's so good. And All right. So did it get... Because I heard complaints about the ending, and this, you're telling me this is not the case. Like, I'll say, like, a lot of the big twists happen in, like, the first half of it. Because, you know, that's when the mystery... But in the second half is they're, like, solving the mystery. So I'd say less crazy stuff happens in the second half. Okay. But I, I don't. I wouldn't say it gets bad in the second half. And there is one like final twist in the last witch trial, that, like the big witch trial that to determine everything. There's a twist that happens that is real good, and that is that game is such a perfect example of a good use of the crossover between two games. Hmm. And I don't want to get too into it because it'll spoil some really cool events. But it's just those two they those two game series play off each other in such smart ways. I reviewed it. It's, my reviews on Comic Book Bin. If people want to see more in depth stuff, that game is so good. 
John, I wish you would play through it so I could talk to someone. About well, it. <laughs> I, I, it's it's the next game I'm gonna play once I've cleared up uh, Smash. So that would be really cool. I I would so love for you to play through that whole thing. It's you know it's kind of <laughs> long. It took me about 24 hours to go through it. Um, but the pacing's real good because they keep jumping back and forth between two different genres. So, and it, it gets your hooks into you in the in that first half. So. It's a good good foot forward. Would you say this is a better crossover than the Jetsons and the Flintstones? Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Okay, what um, about Family Guy and Simpsons? I didn't watch that, so I'm just going to say I, yeah. I still have not <laughs> But you watched that intro video, which is great. That's it's really long. Like Don Hertzfeld. And yeah, it was a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> um... And um, yeah, so that game that game is real good. I highly recommend it. Cool. Probably my favorite Layton game. Okay. Just Ooh. putting that out there. Yeah, that, that's with strong words. To be from fair, you. though, like I also like Phoenix Wright, so kind of unfairly, it just gets a bump because it's like, oh, this is two games I like in one. Sure. Okay. So, um, but definitely, like, it's definitely high up there on the Laytons, and I liked it a lot more than the last few. Okay. Uh, I finished up Forza Horizon 2. All right. Uh, Cars. Review of, of that up on Comic Book Bin as well. I That game's great. Great on its own. I prefer the first game. Um, the first mm. game I just felt was like more stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the track list. Again, this is a lot of just kind of personal opinions on this. I prefer the track list in the first game. Mm-hmm. And in the online play, the first game had challenges similar to Burnout Paradise, like co-op stuff, like, you know, everyone do this thing, everyone do like donuts at the same time to to beat the challenge. Challenges are not in Forza Horizon 2. Mm. Which is kind of a bummer. Also a lot of the show uh showcase events where you're like racing hot air balloons and stuff, which are totally fun, a lot of them are repeats from the first game. Mm. Um so you know, on its own, Forza Horizon 2 is a great game. It looks fantastic. I, I mentioned in my re- review, I think the I think the horizon part of the name comes from all the gorgeous sunsets you're going to be driving around with. Mm. Um, but I just preferred Forza Horizon 1. Did you have um, to put on sunglasses while playing the game? No, but a lot of times, like... There, the sun will just be totally blown out in front of you. Everything is gold, and there's like a there's like an emphasis on off road racing. So, like, I would say half of my races, you're just like barely maintaining control as you're like sliding your way through like cornfields and stuff, while other cars are just driving crazy fast around you, hmm. just trying to point yourself in the direction of the next smoked checkpoint. It's great. That game's a ton of fun. So. Um, and then on the other side of the fun meter, uh, I'm started up higher warriors. The other nice. side of the fun meter. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're not liking it then. No, I hope it gets better. <laughs> okay. Uh, how far are you into it? Uh, I was just playing it now and I beat level three. It doesn't get better. It stays. It's a dynasty warrior games. It's the same. I would like to say everything around the part where you're playing it is cool like buying weapons you know equipping different weapons with different stats you know making badges sure that's all great that's cool and then you play the game and it's it is so boring well just this is why this is why every time we brought up the game we asked (laughs) 
Do you like Dynasty Warriors? <laughs> just, like, I like Legend of Zelda a lot. That doesn't so when, answer the question. Of the game and it's not like, hey, even what control remotely. style do you want? Do you want Warriors or Zelda? I selected Warriors because I didn't know what they meant, and then I realized, wait, no, I like Zelda. And then I switched it back. I think that's and, just a control scheme thing, though. Yeah. That, that literally yeah, changes, like, the face buttons. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're right. You're right. Um, it is so hard to go play that game. I don't I don't want to play it anymore, but I have to. You, if you're only at Mission 3, you've got a long way to go. I know. And it's, oh, and I I, I was playing yesterday, and I died on Mission 3, and it was just Wait, like. Wait, what? I, I, well, yeah, like the Deku tree burned too oh, fast. Oh, oh, okay, no, no, never mind. That happened to me too. I got confused for a second there. Like I thought you yeah. actually oh, died. I didn't actually die. I don't think I've like lost. I lost one time. I lost a significant amount of hearts. Was when I beat up the cuckoo a lot. Oh yeah, no, that's that's actually right. You need to even do that for an achievement. Is get killed by the cuckoo. Oh, okay. I didn't get killed by it. But anyway, um, yeah, it's like. There's just, there's so many things going on on screen. Like, specifically mm. with this Deku mission, it's like, oh man, the Deku thing lit on fire. And it's like, well, why? Because I didn't, like, own enough bases or something? No, no, that, that's, little, that's plot element. I was too, no, what? No, because yeah, yeah. when the Deku tree died, I oh, lost oh, oh, the Oh, oh, you mission. mean, like, died, died, yeah. And actually, yeah. like, lighting on fire is part of the story. No, no, I understand that, yeah. this I was fighting the big spider. And I was literally one hit away from killing it when it's like, yep. oh, the Deku tree totally burned. And it's like, I, I think so you, actually you want me to play that again? I not <laughs> happening. Well, no, that's why they had checkpoints like this. Most I think old DW games did not have checkpoints. This one does. Thank God. I've noticed that. Yes, I he starts up halfway through. And that's why I was able to quickly beat it while we were setting up. Um, but it's like. I guess the Deku tree died because I didn't own enough control points. But you know what? I was fighting this giant spider, so I'm a little busy. Like, calm down. That that spider is a pain in the ass because there is, like, a chance you can't even hurt him. Which is really well, fucking annoying. you have to annoying. wait for his eye to turn blue and then you yeah. shoot Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the fact that they're using the whole... Use the weapon that you got in this map to fight the boss. Sure, yeah. Like, great, Zelda. Like, they're doing a lot of, like, this game is total Zelda fan service. They're yeah, just like, yeah. hey, exactly. did you guys like Ocarina of Time? I hear you guys fucking love Ocarina of Time. This is basically Ocarina <laughs> of Time 2, but it's just kind of not fun. But we know you like seeing and hearing Ocarina of Time. <laughs> so, here you go. You're not um, wrong. And, like... Mm. Hey guys, Sheik is actually Zelda. What? Oh shit! Spoilers. Why would you no, say you that? You ruined the game. <laughs> I, you're, I did. Sorry. Ah. All my question. I'm just wondering why doesn't Link remember that? What's up with that? Because this is a different Link. Remember? It's, it's a always different... a different Link. No, I know. I'm just. I'm just being silly. Um. Yeah, John. I understand you're you're playing it. Yeah, like right now. Yep. Uh, cause the, the DLC just came out, so I'm trying it out. Okay. So three new playable characters and I, I air quote new because they're just characters that you see in the game that you couldn't play originally. Okay. Who are they? Uh, I probably haven't seen them. They're the bad guys. Okay. I don't think I've seen any bad guys yet. So. Uh, if you're in mission three, you've already fought two of them. Was it a goblin, like a goblin? No, you would. The, Was it that skeleton knight? Volga? Was it the big spider? No, it's not the bosses. <laughs> okay. Re- remember the giant, the, the fire knight you fight, Volga? 
Oh, in the very first one. Yeah. Yes. And remember the the Wizro in the second one? Um His No, name... he he was in the third one. No, he's in the second mission. He's totally in the third one because he, you have to run at him and then he's he disappears. also he's actually in all three. Yeah. But okay. the only time you actually have to fight him is the second one. Okay. I guess Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, in this game. Uh I don't know. I'm like right now I'm riding around on Epona fighting, so Okay. Wait, who's the third character? Uh the main villain, I guess you could say. You haven't oh. technically met her yet. Okay. Don't I guess don't spoil it cuz I got it. Something has to Actually, I think you meet her in the next thing. You you meet her in mission so. 4. Yeah. Okay, yeah, come on, get me excited the, the, to play the, this game. The plot, what else you got? The plot essentially kicks in in the upcoming mission that Sean's going yeah. to get to. Okay, yeah. are there still like nine control points that I have to go fight the stupid yes, control that, boss? Yes, that is, that is Dynasty I have, Warriors. I have to that, run into that the room. You will be doing that for the rest of your life in this game. I have game. to hit like eight, 80 guys like four times for that bar to go down before the super easy boss commando dude comes up and then I hit him and it's like, oh, now the crystal's blue. Do that like seven more times or the Deku tree is going to burn. Yeah, isn't it great? Uh, Game of the year. No, it's not great. <laughs> it is not what it is. So you're, having, you're having zero fun. No, that's not true. Badge crafting is totally fun. Where's my badge crafting so game? You were you were literally telling me you're having fun playing any everything but the game itself. Yeah, no, like the customization <laughs> stuff is totally cool. And it's like and you and there's like a skill tree that you're unlocking based on the materials you're collecting. Yeah, that's I that, that stuff's great. I just like Good thing this game's easy. Like I'm I'm I can hit I don't know if you guys know this. I can hit B. Like no one's business. Well, that's good because that's I've, not the attack button. I've, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is B. No, it's not. It's Y and X. No, it's not. It's B. Oh, it's because you're using the other control scheme. What are you using? Are you I'm using warriors. I think I'm using warriors. I'm using okay, warriors why? for sure. Because you guys just love Dynasty Warriors. What are you doing? No, because I'm used to Dynasty Warriors control. So playing a Dynasty Warriors game, I want to play. How are you? How are you more used to Dynasty Warriors than Legend of Zelda? They changed four buttons, Sean. It's not that complicated. <laughs> You're the one that got it wrong. Okay, I'm just saying. I- I'm good at hitting any button. You give me a button, and I can hit the hell out of it. Why? I can hit the Y button. Okay. I don't use it that often. Right. That's why when it comes up on those quick time events in games, you're just like, oh shit for a second, because that's the button that... No, I know where it is. I got no, the you, of course you know where it is, but that's a button that you don't usually use. A lot of, anyway. Okay. This is such a silly... This is so stupid. This is very silly. Okay, so you're not enjoying it, then. Just straight. Not yet, but you're playing as a horse, or you're riding a horse? <laughs> uh, yeah, the one of the, the Link's new can DLC Can anyone weapon. ride the horse? Uh, you have to buy the DLC. Yeah, but, like, can any of the characters ride the horse, or is it specific to Link? I believe it is specific to Link. Okay. I what don't... The... Can you move faster? Because Link is kind of slow. Yes, Okay, Mainly cool. because you're on a horse. Good. No, that's great. Does the horse walk and then run, or does it just always run? Uh, you can feed it carrots, just like in Ocarina of Time, to make it go oh, faster. Oh, man, that's right. Everything Ocarina of Time. Okay. <laughs> I wish Link always ran. Just always. Uh, sure. eventually, you, eventually you get a combo that if you hold down a specific button, you'll just run all the time, and that's what you that's do great. as Link. I want that. You'll go like uh, YYX, or in your case, I guess, BBY, and then you'll hold down Y and you'll run. Whatever, what is your heavy attack button? Uh, y. Well, yeah. 
and well x is an attack button if i fill up that meter oh yeah no that that's a for me so basically i think all the buttons move like clockwise one or Clockwork. something like that yeah weird yeah, a is my roll i think that's b for me yeah everything yeah okay all right so that's it that's all you've been playing that's all i've been playing yeah john what about you uh, High Rewards, I'm playing it right now. I beat my first mission playing as Epona. Uh, okay. The DLC apparently added five new story missions, a second adventure map, which that frightens me because that's that holy shit. Yeah, I'm about. Let me just give me one second. I'll load it up right now because I want to double check here. Yeah. So if I go to I if I go to adventure is, yeah. mode, I have three options right now. I have the normal adventure map, which is the one that comes with the game. Sure. The rewards map, which if you fill out a picture that the gold skulltillas make, you unlock. And then, oh, I have a question about that. Yeah. Hang on. Are they always under a rock? No. Okay. Because for the past two, they've been, un, or past like three, they've been under a rock. And it was like, this is great. This is going to make them, finding them real easy. Eventually, they're going to be, uh, you're going to need the hook shot to get them and stuff like that. Okay. I will tell you this right now. Have you noticed that the music goes silent when you're near them? Yeah, and the, and the scritchy, scritchy noise. Yeah, you're going to need to get used to that because eventually they start widening the field that they'll be in. Oh, great, yeah, so I can just run around the field more. Yeah. Because I'm not doing enough of that. <laughs> Perfect. And the whole, like, they're only there for a set time, so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that that's a pain in the ass later on, too, but... And if they run away, this you game, have to redo I'm the just, mission. This game's kind of a pain in the ass. And it, here's another thing I'll warn just, you right now. I know you're not going for completion, <laughs> so you probably won't even bump into this, but eventually you'll do missions where there are two Skulltillas per map. Okay. But you can only get one at a time. Like that's the worst. I oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, oh wow. Yeah. I when I saw that, I'm like, okay, that that is dumb. That is actually really dumb. Oh my gosh. This seems like it'd be such a good podcast game. It is. That's why I'm playing it during yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Good. Well, actually, <laughs> when we were starting up, a big a big info dump on story happened. So I'm actually kind of re- regretting that I played that <laughs> after like YouTube it or something. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> All right, so Hyrule Warriors. How much is the DLC? Do you recommend it? Have you played uh, enough of it? I bought the C- I, I literally just turned it on cuz it came out okay. today. So, um the today's DLC pack added 16 costumes, one for each character or something like that. Uh a bunch of 8-bit weapons and a bunch of other things that I'm not aware of. Like the three new characters new characters epona as a weapon i know that uh from here on out it's going to add i think another four to six characters another more weapons more adventure mode maps i just loaded up the and like there's only so much stuff in ocarina of time where are they going to (laughs) pull more stuff from the the other packs are i think named like skyward sword and twilight princess Hmm. I think that's correct. Yeah, I just loaded up the Master Quest map right now, and what I'm seeing on here is more or less all the costumes that you get in the pack are on this map. So you need to unlock all the costumes you get from buying the DLC. They should give me a Wind Waker pack. Although I probably wouldn't buy it anyway, but I'd be happy that it exists. The only packs are, like, there's a Majora's Mask one. I think that's the very last one. In that one, do you get to be Azora with a fish guitar? No one knows. They haven't said who the two characters they're adding for that pack are. Well, it should. A lot of people are guessing Skull Kid and Happy Mask Salesman. 
That'd be kind of cool. Happy mask sales. Yeah. Okay. Is t- Tingles must be somewhere in this game, right? He's not, actually. That's insane. This th- it, this just screams to me the perfect time to like slap Tingle on it. Maybe yeah. one of the DLC packs will be Tingle. Who knows? It's a Tingle pack. There's usually like a goofy Joe character in Dynasty Warrior games, so I'm surprised there isn't really one in this. So They should put that Japanese like Tingle game in this game. It's the entire DS game. Yeah. And then also whatever, like the treasure tracker one. Is that, that's the Tingle one, right? Yeah. What, or no, 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 no. Terra, no that's, Terra, that's Tetris. Te- Tetris. Or no, the, the Tingle tuner is from Wind Waker, and that's how you used to find secrets and could hook up your GBA. But, does, but there's a Tingle DS game, isn't there? Yeah, the Rosy Rupee Land or something like that. And wasn't it just Japan? No, it's uh, European oh, as we well. I have a copy behind me. Oh, did, but did we get it? No. Okay. North- and then there's a there's a Tetra one. Yeah. There's actually two Tingle games. There's a second one. That's Japan only. Okay. Yes, that sounds familiar. And then there's a Tetra game. Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. Okay. And that was game or Japanese only on GameCube. That was a GameCube game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Tetris Trackers. If you bought the collector's edition of Wind Waker, you got it. And Four Swords Adventures, or or maybe it's collector's edition of Four Swords Adventures. Either way. Japan only. Okay. All right. All right, oh, cool. Shit. Okay. So I just <laughs> loaded up the Master Quest map. I just wanted to see what the big change was. Mm-hmm. So it's telling me that every battle on the Master Quest map follows one of the special Master Quest rules. The first challenge that came up is that you are not allowed to heal at all. That doesn't seem like an issue. Uh, another one is clear a battle within 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that you, doesn't sound very fun. You cannot use potions and no healing items will appear. Uh, no guarding. So guarding will not protect you from enemy you hits. You can guard? How do you guard? Uh, <laughs> it's the bumper, or not the bumper, the shoulder, right shoulder. You, It helps you dodge, actually. Oh, like right trigger? Yeah, sorry, right trigger. No, that's, um. well, for me at least, that's like my arrows, like my... my oh, attack. shit, sorry, you're right, that's left bumper. Sorry, it's left trigger, left trigger for blocking. No, left trigger is switch the camera, like put the camera behind you. Yeah. Or does it do both? It does both. Okay, I've never guarded. Why would you guard when you can dodge? Uh, guarding you can dodge out of guarding too. So, what, why put two things instead of just just dodge? Uh, guarding will help when you're fighting like these the soldiers, like so the playable characters, because then you can block their combos and then you can retaliate when their stamina is drained. Okay, well I'll take a word for it. No guarding, no item attacks. And don't, oh, fuck. Don't get hit at all. Great. I figured that had to be somewhere. Sure. A single blow will put you at death's doorstep. Or doorstep. You'll need to make effective use of the special clock item to freeze enemies. I have, that's a new thing they're adding in too, I guess, the clock. That wasn't an Ocarina of Time. (laughs) So, just, that was, that's weird. So, yeah, Master Quest... Looks like it's gonna be fucking difficult, which makes sense given it's Master Quest. I I have like a level fifty something character. I wonder how <laughs> well he's gonna do on this. But uh, other than that, I don't know. I'm curious to see what the other DLC packs gonna be like. Sure. And I'm curious to see what the side stories they added are because it looks like it's basically the bad guys side of the story all the way through, or at least for a bit because it's only five missions. Is the story good? Like, is there something to look forward to? It's all right. 
I mean, it, it's standard. It's standard Legend of Zelda fare. Let's be real. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep playing. Mm. Well, you have no choice, too. So I have no choice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Other than that, mm-hmm. I've been playing Smash 4. Yeah, I guess I played a little bit of that, too. I already kind of feel done with it. <laughs> How much have you played it, though? You've been traveling a lot, so... I, I've been playing it on my flights to and fro. Yeah, it's probably way more than I've been playing, so I'm not really done with it. <laughs> my yeah. my problem is, I guess, because of the traveling, I can't play much multiplayer. And it's it's a great multiplayer game, so if you got friends or people to play with, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But the single player is... Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why the Wii U version is going to have a bunch more extra single player modes. Although I do like, I forget what the mode's called, but you play, you fight against characters from the era they're from. I thought that was interesting. That's a good use of All Star. Yeah. Is it All Star? Yeah, it is All Star. The, like the, the, the only crummy thing is you're always fighting people in that order. So if you want to complete the game, you have to do that over and over and over again i guess but it's just a good use of like hey we have all these characters here's an interesting way to you know pair them up so that was kind of cool my uh my main gripe like i'm at the point where the only thing i really have left to do is try to clear out the remaining challenges i have on the board which is like 14 that wow really how many are there there's a hundred and uh 105 105 they've been talking in chat that like who's done what many yeah, let me. I got. Oh, right, I can't. I'm in the middle of a mission. Uh, yeah, no, something like that. I have like I think 14 left. One on the second board, and the rest are all on the third. But like on the third board, they get like stupid. Like, oh yeah, beat challenge or beat classic mode with every character. And this game has 49 yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> beat all star mode with every character. It seems like I think all this stuff was in the last Smashes. It so. was, and I I think about it, and I'm like, I wonder why this stands out to me now. I think it's because back then I didn't bother doing it because I was distracted with the multiplayer, because I had all these friends who were like super into. It. We hung out all the time just playing the multiplayer, mm-hmm. but I don't have that luxury at the moment. Right. So all I'm the only thing I'm getting enjoyment out of is single player, and I'm already kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of getting bored of this. To be fair, like it's gonna be like harder to have multiplayer sessions with the Wii U one. Right? Mm, sort of, and sort of not. Well, no, because the Wii U one is specific to everyone has to come over. Yeah. But the 3DS one, you can go anywhere, or everyone could come over and you could still play together. Yeah, but there's a bit so. more There's a bit more of a barrier to entry because everyone needs to own a 3DS and, I believe, a copy of the game. I don't think this has download play. It does. I don't think it does either. I, and I guess, yeah, but... The other barrier to entry is you need to have... I guess everyone has Wiimotes or... Or GameCube controllers or anything else, really. There is a rumor going around. I heard today that they're going to introduce eight-player mode in the Wii U Smash. I don't know if that's true or not, but it'd be pretty cool. Interesting. Because I, I heard that... No, yeah. I heard that for... What did I hear that for? There, there's an actual... Maybe it was Smash. Yeah. There's a bunch of voice clips going around from the announcer, and one of them is eight-player Smash. Okay. So I'm curious. Yeah, I think I, I think I did hear this rumor as well. It's cool. I can barely play with more than one other person though, so eight <laughs> player doesn't do much for me. Mm. Sure. 
I haven't had too much problem with the online for the 3DS when I've got to use it. It's been fun. I haven't done that. I, the control scheme still messes me up from time to time. That almost cost me some matches, which sucks when you're playing for glory mode. So My biggest issue is just I'm so used to the GameCube controller yeah. that I'm dodging like with the grab button, and I'm like, you know, grabbing with my do- my usual dodge. It's taking so the fact because before I could do either or, and then I had the Z button, but now it's like no, this one is this one, this one is this one. And I'm just not used to it. Yeah, that's messing me up too. I don't know. It's definitely not the most optimal way to play it, and I really hope that the Wii U one is tons better. Although the Wii U one, I'm probably going to be playing with the game. <clears throat> Man, probably going to be playing with the GameCube uh, gamepad because I don't have my GameCube stuff here. So. Hmm. Mm. Oh well, I'm sure it. I'm sure they'll handle fine. I'm, yeah, like this one handles fine enough. I just got to get used to it again. Yeah. Cool. Right, I guess Paul, what have you been playing? All right, so I played Dragon's Crown finally, or a, a couple hours of it at least. Is this like the super boob game? That's right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, yes. which one? Which super boob game? Oh, oh, Dragon's Crown. There's Dragon's couple, Crown. There's a couple of Super Boob games out there. What are some of the yes. other ones that w- Sen- came to your mind? Senran Kagura came to mind because the new one came out for Vita. Oh, so really? Dead or Alive. Oh, okay. Which, which I was more confused because I'm like, wait, you're using your Vita? I don't have a Vita, so you would I'm... be even more confused. <laughs> exactly. Just layers <laughs> upon layers. Oh, man. Boobception. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that game's fine. It plays like if you played any of the old... Uh, like Golden Axe or um, the Dungeons and Dra- uh, Dragons games, the side-scrolling beat-em-up RPG type games. It's that, only in HD with nice graphics and giant tits. So if that sounds like your type of game, you should probably look into it. It was free for PlayStation Plus members. I don't know if it still is. That's why I have it. But uh, oh, I might have it as well then. It's really good. It is actually really good. And I knew this would happen where it's like, I hate when they do art like this because then it's like I can't say how much I like it because without looking like a weirdo or something. I've heard this like exact criticism bef- before from other people. Yeah, like for other stuff probably even, but like this was the like epitome of that where it's like the only thing people knew about it was there's like a witch and her tits are like the biggest like bigger than her body almost. And it's just yeah, like that's like the biggest and moves when ever, pe- when people see of. when people see Dragon's Crown, that's the image in their head right away. And then there's me being like, "That game's actually really good." What are you talking about? Because they don't see the like tight. Tits g- might as well be a dragon. <laughs> They're so big, right? And not a crown. And not a well, crown. No, because no. that would make it significantly smaller. And these are not small by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, they're they're so big, John. <laughs> How big are they, Sean? How big are they, Sean? <laughs> they're so big that when she sits around the house, see, she sits around the house. Oh snap! <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you went there. I'm so, so glad dumb. you went there. There is um a lady Did you guys in there. Remember the show Yo Mama? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, that was okay. Who would, the the host of Yo Mama? I was Fez. From that '70s show. Oh my god! And the yeah. concept was it was they had two groups of people on like I don't know in a parking lot or something at like night with some dramatic lighting, and then one person from each group would come forward and back and forth they would tell a yo mama joke, and then everyone would go, 
Oh, snap! Yeah. <laughs> and then they would crown, like, a winner. <laughs> okay, and by the way, the joke you were looking for, Decoy Troy in the chat actually had it. The tits might as well be a dragon, because she's dragging them across the ground. There you go. Oh. boom yeah. There you go. A little shout-out for Decoy Troy there. Give them all your hatred. Anyways, that this game is totally fine. Like, it plays... Very well. The biggest problem I had with it is that it's obviously meant for like local multiplayer or multiplayer of some sort. And I played it solo. And the AI characters are fucking terrible. Like the yeah. AI companions you can have are just dumb. They will run right into the dumbest shit and just die. That's the biggest problem I had with it. So other than that, it's totally fine, I guess, if you're into that sort of game, which I am. John, did you say you played this ever? I think you and yeah, I talked a little I, bit I about it. I actually played it with a group of friends. Oh, so your experience was actually really good, whereas mine yeah. was okay. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was fun. A little confusing at times, but like, because that game gets hectic with four players. But oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, the art's really nice, too. Like, it's Yeah, yeah. the art style's the same that that one artist does in all his games, because he did, like, Odin Sphere. Yep. Uh, Whatever those Atlas games, it's like a string of Atlas games he did, and this well, is it's, the most... it's the vanilla, it's the vanillaware stuff. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know that. Uh, there's not much to say about that game. It's an arcadey type game you play with friends. It's really good if you have the opportunity to check it out. Another game that's kind of similar but in a different way is Team Indie, which I played this week as well. I like that the chat's telling your mama jokes now. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Muramasa, that was another one. Tim Mar just said it in the chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. 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 Similar art style. I think that was them too, wasn't it? Yes, that was like, Yeah, okay. That would be why. Um, so, Team Indie is a puzzly platforming type game that revolves around the idea of new mechanics introduced in the form of classic indie game characters that are in this game world with your main character so the story is you order a cat and your cat gets magically sucked into your computer game or something so that cat is the main protagonist of this game and all they do is jump like they are just a little platforming thing that can jump from platform to platform collect gems and all that sort of stuff but along the way you meet up with like other indie game characters and each one of them is a new mechanic that gets introduced so you can get more gems or like complete the stage faster or even just complete so the stage it? at all the first one you meet is actually um commander video Sweet. oh nice so is the ability he give you like is it relating to his games yes so command commander video all he can do is run forward you can't control that you can only control when you jump and slide yeah and play this game <laughs> yes yes you have sounds bizarrely familiar and there's also power-ups that like your indie friends can use they always look the same they're like a little glowy orb and depending on what your that indie character's specific ability is it will either recharge that or like do something so they can like continue on so when commander video hits one of those power-ups all it does is actually turn him around and make him run the other direction because you can't control him Whereas the next person you get is like... A I'm going to try and guess some of the other indie guys. Okay. Okay. Some, one, of, one of the dudes from VVVVVV. No. V. No. Okay. Not um, that I know of. Keep in mind... Boy. No. Keep in mind, I haven't played a whole lot of this yet. 
but I do know a good chunk of them. Um, uh, dude from Braid. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Fez. I don't. I don't actually know. Gomez. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I'm basically just thinking of like what was in Dustin Elysian Pale. He did a similar. I was thing. gonna say, just think of who's in Super Meat Boy because they did that too. Like the kid from I Want to Be the Guy. See, this uh, is weird because this isn't. Mm. So, like Clunk from Awesome Knots is a character. Okay. Like this isn't that group of people. Like Dust Girl from Dust Force is another one. Like okay. it's just kind sure. of a different me from Knit Underground. Oh, you, you mean Junie? Huh. Oh no, because that's Nick's stories. Never mind, that's a different Nick character. Yeah, so I I'm trying to find out. I'm actually trying to look it up right Shovel now. Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight in it from the chat. No. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good one. That would have yeah. been a good one. Yeah, that actually would have been a really good one. But no. Um, I How about tr- Scrooge McDuck from Ducktales. I wouldn't really call that indie, <laughs> considering Capcom made that. <laughs> Is he in it? <laughs> no. No, no. Pidgeotto from Pokemon Red. Yeah, you know there what? You yeah, the, yes. the indiest of games, Pokemon. He, yeah, he's in that. The indiest of games, exactly. Dude with a gun from Killzone. Yes. All right. All so right. Ev- everyone from Killzone. from Killzone was everyone from Killzone in this indie game. I would love that there's just a section of the game where you have to meet every Killzone character, and it's just like. <laughs> Oh, what are we at? Like 300 of you guys? How long is this section? <laughs> I kind of anyway, want that to be a thing. I'm sorry. Anyways, I've yeah. been playing that. It's been kind of a cute, funsy little thing compared to the other shit I've been playing this week. And uh, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yes. Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat is in this. Um, the reason Cybot from Mortal Kombat. No, he isn't. Reptile oh, is, man. however. Reptile. So you were close. Smoke, smoke's awesome. Smoke. I like playing as smoke. <laughs> I like playing as smoke. Sean Booker, twenty fourteen. <laughs> smoke's great. He can turn into smoke. Yeah, that's right. Who you else can. can do that? I'm trying to think now. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Clear is great. Okay, how about there we go. Human- he's, he's cornered the market. Human Torch from the Fantastic Four movie tie-in game. What are you even talking about? I now? don't even. Sean, what the fuck? No, is he in the? Is he in this game? Yes. Great. All right. I'm done. Okay. Unless I think of a really good one. Okay. So yeah, the basic idea is that it's a platforming puzzle game, and the way they introduce new mechanics is based on other indie game characters with that have similar mechanics from their game. That's basically what it is. So think like Super Meat Boy when you would unlock the other characters and how they would play. That's kind of the same thing, only instead of a Masochore, like, hard platforming game, this is just a lighthearted romp sort of thing where you're collecting gems and finishing a level. Uh, The next game I played, well, not in order, but I'll talk about it right now because I played it today, was A A City Sleeps, the new game by Harmonix. Oh, man, chat... I am 3D Homer. Infamous second son dude could turn into smoke. Boom. Is he in the game? By the way, I am 3D Homer is Hank, so he's the one who's always thought-provoking us every week. (laughs) Is that why he suggested this? It's just that he... I don't know. Vincent Sin in the chat says, Joanna Dark is in this game. Can you confirm? Joanna Dark? I don't think so, but... Okay. 
that would be really weird. Like all joking that, aside, <laughs> Joanna that, Dark. That just... really would be strange. Yeah. Well, then, then again, from that let's, one let's... Mario game. Ah, yes, all of them. Perfect. All of them. <laughs> so yeah, a city sleeps. It's a shmup. We fit trainer. Yes. We both male and female versions. They are both in a city sleeps. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about a city sleeps because I like harmonics. Do you like shmups? So this is a harmonic shmup? Really? It's a harmonic shmup. How have I not heard of this? They've been talking about it for a while. It's been at PAX's. You've been at PAX's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm busy as fuck at PAX's usually, so. Well, you'll be happy to hear this game isn't great. So um, is it isn't great? It isn't very great. And the reason for that is because everything in this game goes to a beat. Like, there's basically think there's a background song playing at all times but it's silent and then when you're doing stuff that's like the rhythm that like it when you're shooting it'll be the rhythm of the song sort of thing and like some of the stuff you can do the big thing in this game is there's like materials that are just there at some points and you can like put ghosts into them and those ghosts will either help you in the form of like possessing a thing to give you health or possessing a thing to like do damage or to shoot things as well, like a turret or something. And all of that Sorry, is hang on, hang on one second. Okay. Just from the chat, another great one. How about each color of Yoshi? <laughs> Just like every color of Yoshi <laughs> is in this game. They all have a different thing. <laughs> I hate well, everybody that listens so to this. They have like a really good lineup and then just each color of Yoshi. <laughs> Blue Yoshi, red Yoshi, yellow Yoshi. They're all there. Oh, and if they weren't even like they weren't even ordered so all the Yoshis are together, they're just randomly interspersed down the character list. <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. What's this one? Oh, another Yoshi. Oh, this one's yellow. I, I, okay. <laughs> What? Haven't we come across like four of these? <laughs> oh, this is so good. So what are we dumb. talking about? City Sleeps. Uh, a game that's not very good by harmonics, basically. So, yeah. It seemed good. I watched that quick look on Giant Bomb. Okay, what seemed good about it to you? Like, just out, like just from the outsider viewer standpoint, like what looked good? I don't know, like the music combining with all the shots and stuff. And it seemed cool. Like you got a lot of power-ups. Sure. Cool okay. The thing is the music doesn't combine with the, like, shooting and all that stuff. It dictates wh when you take shots and when you can't shoot and stuff like that. Yeah, like, the beat will be how fast your gun shoots. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest problem with it is that, like, as a shmup, it's probably totally fine like it works you can move around the screen you can shoot stuff and stuff will die eventually and you can dodge bullets the problem with it is that it feels grossly imbalanced to where it's not fun mechanically whereas like a game like ikaruga the mechanics were the same the whole time but it was such a solid idea and they built the level design around it solidly so you were doing the same thing over and over but the mechanics felt good the whole time and you felt like you were getting better this just kind of feels like they're throwing more stuff at you as you progress and the beats get like more funky, fresh or whatever. And things are getting harder arbitrarily and you're not powering up at all, which is a problem. 
for me in this game. Like, I might go back to it and try to play a little bit more, but I wasn't feeling it at all. The aesthetic is really nice. The music gets really annoying after a while because you're just stuck in these levels with that music the whole time, and it just gets so repetitive. If they had a, if they had done it where it, like, read the, like, sound waves or something from a file and you could put your own music in it, I think that would be enough to keep me interested with, like throwing different songs into it and seeing what you could do. But as it stands, it just seems like it's very basically directed. Like they did this song for this level. So this would work out. And the gimmick behind it is that you are shooting with the rhythm of the music and things are being shot at you with the rhythm of the music. And they're kind of all building on each other to make this like grand cacophony of bullshit. That's trying to kill you. Whereas I think it would be better if I got to choose that and like even if it was unbalanced as fuck i would still like to throw through the fire and flames in there and just see how many bullets are just shot at me or something i I feel like if you're at a point where you're saying a harmonics game has bad music something is wrong it's not that it's bad music it's just that it's repetitive at like it's maybe it's just the fact that you have to do three levels in a row to count as one level because each level is basically called a dream in this and they're split up into one 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 two one one two three and it's the same song the whole time it just adds a little bit every time which is why it gets repetitive i don't know i for like the 15 bucks or whatever it is i would say you could probably pass on it not a recommendation. I want to try it out. I'm, I'm interested. You, I mean, you'll get to try it for free. So, yeah, <laughs> of course, it's, it's fine good. for you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, the next game, Alien Isolation. All right. You're playing with the Oculus Rift? Of course I'm not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't have an Oculus Rift. Okay, just checking. I would never leave my house is if I did. Is it because, like, John, you don't like 3D? I honestly don't really mind 3D at all. But the reason why I don't have an Oculus Rift is because I am not a person of media or somebody who wants to spend money on it. And, and I'll be honest, I actually like the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Whoa. Well, then what do you have against the 3DS, man? It's uh, basically an Oculus Rift. In oh, well, it's because, bad 3D. Because it is not duct taped to my face. <laughs> duct taped that, you can to your do face. that yourself. You can, you can even pick the color of duct tape. I will find a Virtual Boy, hollow it out, plug in my 3DS, and it'll be my... Uh, my homemade 3DS Oculus Rift. There you go. That would be perfect, amazing, perfect. actually. However, Alien Isolation... Only, you'd only see one of the screens. It'd be real great. <laughs> That'd be so bad. You'd have to, like... You'd have to, like, put the 3DS sideways so you could see both screens. I f- feel like you could probably rig up something like this. You Yeah, you, you could. Know. It would look really ugly and be really expensive, and you might break something, including your eyeballs. That's guaranteed, really. <laughs> well, you're already wearing glasses. Right. Double so. down on it. He's kind of right, John. <laughs> Wait, how does it become about me ruining my eyesight suddenly? Because you have glasses. Duh. Clearly. Yeah. Anyways, tell me about Alien Isolation. I'm actually super curious about this. Alien Isolation is the best Alien game I've ever played because it is actually like Alien. All right, I'm glad to hear this. Yes. So... <laughs> Whereas, like, I like Aliens better as a movie because it's more action-y, there's more, just the pacing's better, and it feels fun the whole time. 
Alien is still the best horror movie probably ever made because the whole time the tension just rises up to a point where you're terrified by the time you see the alien, right? Well, what Alien Isolation does is you see the alien quite early, but that still adds to the tension because it's you know it's chasing you. You periodically see it as you're going through the level randomly. And that game, I don't know what it is. Like, usually stealth games, I... There's something about stealth games that still scare me a little bit because I don't like the idea of, like, I'm sneaking behind somebody or through somewhere and somebody looks at me. Like, that's kind of creepy to me. This It's like that only with an alien chasing you and will kill you at any instant during in a dark ship in desolate space with bandits and shit everywhere, too. The, I, like, I don't really know how to explain it in any better terms than if you like the movie alien for what that does for like horror and suspense, this is a video game you should probably play. And how what... much have you played of it? Cause I've heard it's too long at 20 hours. I didn't know it was 20 hours. That seems disgusting. Because... I, I, heard, I heard 15, but yeah, I heard it's pretty damn long. I've heard consistently like 20 hours. I've played probably about two to two and a half right now. And I feel like maybe six would be okay. I've heard six would be real good. Okay. Several times too. <laughs> okay. But it is twenty hours long. That okay, twenty hours is probably too long. Yeah, I will I'm say. Curious, I'm curious I'm curious to see how you feel about it on the other end of this. Sure. John, it sounded like you were saying something. I was gonna say two things. One, I heard like fifteen hours, really, but that's still that's crazy long. Second, mm-hmm. uh what about if the only alien movie you've actually seen in full was Alien Three? Alien 3 does a lot of what Alien 1 did as well, only less effectively in every way. Yeah, I was going to say Alien 3 was not that scary at all. No, it's not. What if you don't play scary games ever? Then do not play this at all. Okay, I wasn't planning to. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What if you've only seen Prometheus? I've done that. This is absolutely nothing like Prometheus in any way imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have Michael Fassbender in it? No. He's a robot. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sean was actually right, because the review I read, I thought it said 15 was 21 hours. <laughs> it's even, it's even longer. It's even Whoops. longer than he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, John, do you have the game? Did you pick it up? I have not picked it up yet because of all the traveling. I need my money for that. So uh, once I stop traveling next week, I'll probably pick it up. I'm trying to figure out. Another, I thought you had another trip next week. Uh, next week I do not have a trip. It's after this trip, I've got two weeks and then there's potentially another trip, but, uh, based on conversations I had today, that may not be happening, which I'm okay with. Okay. Okay. I think we almost got, was it, was it to PAX Australia? No, it was to Newfoundland and then drive back. Oh no. I've, I've, Hey, I've done that drive. Not from Newfoundland. So have I, which is why I don't want to do it again. (laughs) It's a long drive. It is. It's a long drive. It's, a, it's all the way across Canada. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I've done you that. Should, you should do the drive and then just keep going to BC to say you did it. You should go from one ocean to the other ocean. I'm helping my parents move. I'm not going to take their stuff to BC, then double back to Alberta. Well, you could stop off at Alberta for a second and being like, guys, I have, I've got a mission. i got to do this. i got a mission? Yeah. <laughs> You could, you should, okay, here you go. Here's the plan. Here's uh-huh. the plan. Here, oh. here is Oh, this the is going to be good. I'm just going to mute this my. Is, is, all right. You go to, you go to the East Coast. 
you put like your right hand in the ocean. Oh no! Never wash this hand for a week. For West a week. coast, left hand in the ocean, both oceans on on yourself. Sean, that's a week long drive. Do it. <laughs> oh well, he said do it. Now you have to. <laughs> oh, of course, that that locked it in place there. Oh, get, man. get some water from both oceans, freeze them into ice cubes, double ocean ice bucket challenge. Double ocean ice buckets. Or realistically, go on a mission to find one video game that's really hard to find and stop at every video game store along the way back to Calgary. That would actually be more interesting because uh, this this trip would not have me stopping. <clears throat> but make sure like that. that before you do that, you dip your hand in the ocean, right? <laughs> Then you don't wash it for a week. <laughs> we could do both in one time here. <laughs> there are so many so nasty, so nasty. Also, there will be a GoPro just attached to you, so you are not able to. Like, we will know if you wash your hand. Basically, you should live stream this. Live stream <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> live stream your whole trip. This would be great. <laughs> Terrible. This is the dumbest podcast ever. <laughs> uh, Alien Isolation is good. People that were looking into it should buy it. Right. What isn't very good is The Evil Within, which oh, I also... Uh... <laughs> Wait, I heard it gets real good after three hours. Okay. it Like, are you being serious about that? Yes, that's what, I, well, that's what Brad Shoemaker has said. Okay, I don't trust Brad Shoemaker's opinion on anything, so that doesn't matter okay. anymore. Well, but right. um, <laughs> The Evil Within is a disappointing Resident Evil 4 clone. Oh, no. <laughs> Shinji Mikami even worked on this. I was excited for this. There's stuff it does quite right, like very good, but they are overshadowed shadowed by poor game design choices that I've already encountered in the f like first bit I've played, which I know will probably just get worse. Okay, remember Crimson Heads? Yep. Is that like Crimson Dragon? No, that's not no, at all like not, Crimson not even, Dragons. Not even so, for people that don't know, in the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube, they added these Crimson Head zombies that would be able to get back up and like chase you. Or what it like the virus mutates or whatever they get back up after you've shot them down and killed them after a s certain period of time and chase you and kill you or whatever they come back to life. So to get rid of them, you have to burn their corpses. Now they add a corpse burning mechanic in this game. In fact, one of the first things you do in like the second chapter is there's you pick up some matches and it's like, hey, light this body on fire that's right beside it. So I was just like, oh, shit, did they actually add this in here? And saying how, like, I was excited because Crimson Heads were, like, the thing that brought Res horror back to Resident Evil for me back in, like, 2004, whenever that was. And I was super stoked was about eight it. eight years ago. And then I find out later they won't actually come back to life. That is just something you can do. Like, there's no... No, no just burn them if you act want. actually, there are some that will, apparently, based on uh, stories I've heard from friends. There's, there are some that will. Okay, then that's yeah. good because... Okay, I've got two things to interject with. <laughs> okay. Yes, Sean. First one, back to that live stream, the GoPro oh thing. My God, in the, in the, no, just in the chat, <laughs> I have 3D Homer points out, you can call it the first person perspective. There we go. This is happening. 
Boom. All right. Mic dropped. We, yes. Second thing, <laughs> yeah. I have a cool story about fire because we were talking about Oh, my fire. God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go back outside, to Hyrule Warriors. Outside my office, actually like a block down from it, I don't know what exactly happened over the weekend, but coming to work on Monday, from what we've seen, basically somebody drove like a Winnebago to this spot and then lit it on fire and then just let it like melt. There's so much burnt garbage in this one street and there's just like suitcases and like that ladder that you see on back of like big vans and stuff. And I don't know what happened, but that, yeah, that's weird. Then, then someone wanted that parking spot. So they parked on top of it. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) San Francisco. I don't know what to say. (laughs) San Francisco. Oh, man. Um, Okay, I guess, like, just on a technical level, I'll talk about The Evil Dead and how much it sucks getting that running because it crashed three times in a row on me. So, so you clarify, you played both Alien Isolation and this on PC, correct? That's correct, yep. And you haven't played much of Evil Within because maybe at that three-hour mark, it does get good. It might. I will be able to report back on that. I actually only started playing it today because today was my first day off. So... Getting this game to run crashed three times. I finally got it to run, and there are these giant black bars at the bottom and the top of the screen because they. Oh yeah, it's letterboxed, right? It's like letterboxed. Really weird letterboxed. It's letterboxed widescreen, so they there what? is me. Yeah, like I don't know, well, man. It's a really is, weird is it, isn't that ratio. redundant? It's well, it's that, worse. It's not like that's a new thing. Tons of widescreen stuff are letterboxed, but this one I understand is just like really weirdly letterboxed. Like it's a lot. Like not a lot. For example, if like a normal widescreen letterbox you would see is maybe like say one inch, right, on the screen of black bar on either side, this is probably two point five to three inches. Like it's fucking huge. It takes up most of the screen. It's like about twenty five percent of the screen is black space. And what what I was hearing was an issue with that is you know they're showing so little. Yet the resolution is still not like that high. Like the game doesn't look that great. The game resolution is very low, and the aspect ratio is very high. So that what they're going for is like, I can see what they're going for if they're trying for like a B horror movie sort of like video vibe because they also cap it at thirty frames per second and put film grain on it so what they're going for is it's supposed to kind of look shitty and like grindhouse like or something what this makes a problem is when you're playing the game it's hard to see certain screen elements like where an enemy is in relation to your character since it's uh, behind the back third person or like where certain items could be the field of view is quite narrow and you can't change the field of view, which is a pain in the ass for a game like this when you have like your character taking up a portion of the screen. So what you should do if you're on PC is if you buy it on Steam or whatever, you can put into the launch options to allow the console and then you should go into the console and take off the frame limit so the game can actually run not shitty and you should also change the aspect ratio so you can see stuff on the screen which is a ridiculous th- like if you want the cinematic experience fine i can see why you might want to do that give me a fucking option 
to actually play this game so I can see what's going on on the screen. That's all I'm asking for. What you're saying is Bethesda made a buggy PC game. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, when they make buggy PC games, like in the form of Skyrim or something, it just kind of adds to it, like to the quirkiness. And more importantly, you can see what you're doing the whole time. Mm. I don't know. There's so many problems. It doesn't feel great either. Like, I tried playing a little bit of it with the mouse and keyboard. Really didn't like that. I tried playing it with the controller. That is somewhat better, but it still feels like a shitty third-person shooting Resident Evil type game with a controller even. There's nothing really that interesting about any of the mechanics in the game. Like, they haven't iterated or made anything better. They just kind of are stuck with mediocrity. Like, they thought that was fine. And what we're going to try to excel at is making creepy gross things on the screen rather than making an interesting gameplay experience which is what's annoying it's weird isn't that what resident evil 5 kind of did in a way what resident evil 5 did was add a co-op player which was the only reason that game was playable true (laughs) so yes it is what resident evil 5 tried to do without the good part of what resident evil 5 actually did um I don't know. Other than that, there's brain goo, and that's what you use to upgrade your character. And you can upgrade your character because RPG elements are in everything these days, including survival horror, even though they never used to be. I don't know. It is a modern throwback to survival horror, and I am at... I'm trying to find things I like about it. It, They are fighting me the whole way <laughs> so far. So we're we'll see. I'll report back on that. But are other than that, are you going to give it another shot? I plan to finish it completely because right. Shinji Mikami. Yeah, that's why I'm the most it. bummed out. Yeah. yeah. What was the last game that Shinji Mikami did? That was not Shadows of the Damned. Well, the or thing is, he, do that? he did that though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, or at least he had a like hand in it. I don't know if he like was the. It was real good. Shadows of the Damned was yes, yeah, Suda Mikami. They that was their collaboration. There's a lot of dick jokes in that game. See, the thing, the thing is, this whole time I'm playing this, I just want to play Shadows of the Damned again because that felt mechanically good. This doesn't at all. It also has the big boner. It does have the big boner. You're right. <laughs> Sean remembers the important thing. Anyways, that's all I've been playing this week. So we should go on to news. All right. News. Again, not a ton of news, a couple things. The PlayStation TV is out now. Wait, just, what? Yeah, in America. You can pick that up if you want. 100 bucks. I might actually um, do that. That, that had like again, no fanfare. Again, um, it's... I guess, Paul, you don't have a Vita, so this might be a way for you to play some Vita games. Sure, <clears throat> I'm in. It's other, it's other use is streaming your other consoles to a different TV, so you can use it as kind of a, as a hub. So if you have multiple TVs and you want to play in your PS4 but in a different room on a different TV, it, it'll act as a, you know, as a a gateway for that um <clears throat> along with that the playstation now uh, open beta for the playstation tv and the vita started yesterday i believe yeah. so you can download those apps if you want to you know that's their streaming rental game but now you can do it on your vita mm-hmm. so if you want to if you want to rent a game on your ps3 or whatever and play it on your vita or play it on your playstation tv that's definitely something you can do now um Nintendo, you can buy games on Nintendo.com. This is crazy. 
this just seems so correct use of internet. I'm so shocked Nintendo's doing Yeah, like Nintendo shouldn't be attached to this at all because they don't know what internet is. So Right. Like I think I'm surprised they're they're finally having it beaten into them. I I don't know about that, but they're slowly (laughs) working their way there. Yeah. Cool thing is, uh, so you can pre-order the games, um, and then when they are released, they'll it'll just directly download to your console. Apparently, hmm. I find this so hard to believe. I don't. To me, Nintendo heard that sentence and they're like, "That doesn't exist." That's what future people do in the future, <laughs> in like the year three thousand. Future people do. <laughs> yeah. So, Nintendo probably was like, "I don't understand how that works." There's a game cartridge in my hand. How is it supposed to magically appear in the internet box? How do I plug but, this cartridge into the internet box? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Where does <laughs> this N64 cart fit on my Wii U? We need a new peripheral. Um, <laughs> and then they release, like, a gun controller that holds the Wii U gamepad. Because <laughs> I well, guess we need one of those. That sure. already exists. That actually does already exist. Really? I believe. For what? I believe Cabela's did it. There's a Cabela's Are you fucking game serious? I think. I, I've definitely seen, and this might have just been at E3, where I just saw, like, some per- the Game Boat company might have done this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I have de- well, they I have, brought you Game Boat. I have definitely seen, like, a someone using the gamepad, like a silent scope, like, scope attached to, like, a long plastic gun, and you use it, like, for VR games, or, like, AR games, I mean, rather. Huh. All right. Well... Anyway, uh, I guess you can go to Nintendo.com and uh, download some games or purchase them. From uh, Astro That's actually great. says there are two Cabela games on the Wii U. Awesome. I've always I'm wanted to play that Dangerous Hunts or whatever because it looks like dude, Call of Duty look, with bears. Dude, they look so ridiculous and they have plot. There's a story. I know. This is why I want to play Deadly Creatures like as well. Big Buck Hunter from that bar you were at, but now at your house. No, the yeah. game I'm talking about is literally Call of Duty with a rifle and bears attacking you and hyenas yeah. and shit. Yeah, like, like yeah, like dodge rolls. I think you can get grenades yeah. later on. Yes, okay. they're so dumb. Right. We, I, I have to. I, get I, my I have on almost it. bought it because I wanted to see how stupid it really was, but I have not committed. I have to get my hands on one. There's a couple Dangerous Hunt games, too. I think they went annual for a while. Is there on Steam? I might... Am I stupid I enough to Speaking buy? Speaking of Steam, while you're looking it up, yeah. uh, Steam is doing a free weekend. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, 10 games are going free to uh, for you to download and try out. And they're all um, awesome, except for here's one, Here's the list. Maybe. Awesome Knots, Blade Symphony, Company of Heroes 2, Don't Starve, Grid 2, Injustice, Killing Floor, Payday 2, Trying 2... And XCOM, any enemy unknown. Yep, those are all free right now until the end of the weekend. Jesus, that's a good list. Yeah, yeah, there's some great games in there. It's I, um, yeah. I know why Payday Two is is free for the weekend because it's Crime Fest. It's a three year anniversary yep. of the Payday franchise. Crime Fest was, continues. Was crime Fest, like Crime Fest is the name of their anniversary. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And for today only, uh, Payday One is free to buy on Steam. Oh, so, like, you, you just download it then. Yeah. Everybody listening to this live, go do that right now. Just for the hell of it. Even if you don't have a computer. that Dangerous Hunts 2013. Okay, it is on here. This might be purchased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Download demo. What the hell is this shit? Anyways, um, yeah. So... At the end of news. That's it. God, That's there's some wow, good games on there. Kidding. 
not a lot happening right now. No. Um, a lot of questions, though. Questions. There's a lot of questions happening. Mm-hmm. Where can people send questions in, guys? TDP Podcast on Twitter, topdownperspective at gmail.com, facebook.com slash topdownperspective, or just look it up, I guess. I don't really know. On there. I'm pretty sure we have the URL. Yeah. And if you give me a second, I could look up John's P.O. Box number. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm not actually looking I, that up. I had two letters in my mailbox when I went the other day. I was like, oh, no, this can't be both for TV. <laughs> they were actually for me. So. Okay, oh, good. Oh, man, I was going to be so excited if we had more letters. That would have been amazing. <clears throat> okay, I'll read the first one. Okay. Andrew writes, is there any game out there that had a unique concept dealing with the seasons that actually worked well? I'm finding it hard to think of any games that deal with the seasons. Besides uh, Oracle, Oracle of Seas, that's the one. And what what is what's another one? Uh, Harvest Moon. Okay, if we put it like that, I never played. I a, yeah, I've never played a Harvest a- Moon. Animal game. Crossing has seasons. Yeah, but so, like, are the? I feel like those are just like. You know, it, it's just time. Like, tons of games have like a day night cycle or whatever, but um. Mm-hmm. Whereas the season in Oracle of Seasons is a mechanic. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any other games where it's it's something other than just, like, the passage of time, kind of. What is this? This is something that just got linked in the chat. Uh, it's, okay. an art- it's an article that says, Google announces its very own game console. Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. I put it in the, the Skype chat. Okay. Uh, apparently, Google announced uh, the Nexus Player, a new streaming device and game console built as a collaboration between Google and Asus. This sounds like... Steambox, in a way. No, no, no. Android. I was say it sounds like... Um, what was that Amazon Fire thing? Oh, yeah. the Amazon oh, Fire. Oh, yeah. This sounds like another one of those, because I was like, a Streambox that, you know, could play some games. Um, hmm. I guess we'll see if anything actually comes of this. Hey, remember the ooh yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 See, it's, yeah. This one's also a hundred bucks. Says other micro con- micro consoles. Is that a thing now? Such as the ooh yeah, Amazon's Fire TV, and Sony's recently released PlayStation TV. I guess the PlayStation TV is a micro console. It is pretty tiny, from what I hear. Yeah. Comes out November third. Pre-order it tomorrow. All right. Any other games about seasons? Or seasons that actually worked well? Seasons. No, I have no idea. I can't think of it. Besides, like, the obvious one that you both said at the very start. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Maximus Starblazer says, Three games coming out next month that I care about. Bayonetta 2, Smash 4, Wii U, and the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remakes. Opinions slash thoughts on these upcoming releases. Bayonetta 2 is next week. This, yeah, that's this month. Yeah. But so I am looking I think forward that to means it. means don't give your opinion on it. <laughs> uh, opinion. I'm just on muting the... my mic. Okay, there you go. Uh, Bayonetta 2, psyched for it. Reviews have been really good for it. They've been great. They've been it, real good. Except for polygons, and why is that? I've been hearing because like, sexism. controversy about that. Oh. That is literally why. Okay, what did Polygon give it? 7.5. That's still a it's good so good. What are you yeah. About? yeah, yeah, but like everywhere else gave it tens or nine point fives, so that's why people are like, "Oh, 
uh, hearing that, like I, I didn't, I, I didn't get into Bayonetta one really, but I'll give Bayonetta two a shot. I'll, of course, I'll play some Smash. Well, and yeah, I'll play the Pokemon remake. I loved Bayonetta I one. It was one of my favorite games of that whole year. So I'm looking forward to Bayonetta two. Sean, you're in luck. Bayonetta two comes to Bayonetta one. I yes, I yeah, I don't know if I'll play through both. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'll definitely try to give Bayonetta two a try. Cool. Uh, definitely psyched for Bayonetta Smash. Hopefully, is better than the 3DS one. That's and, the one I'm actually gonna buy, the Wii U yeah. version. So, and I don't care about Pokemon. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I like Pokemon a lot. <laughs> I'll play that every year. I get my yearly Pokemon on. Okay, one press L2P says, "Have you ever tried or had to make a game yourself or in a team project?" Yes, in university. That was technically what my degree was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was computer science. Yes, with a focus in game development. Oh, I didn't know that part. That's what I went to school for, but I I uh, dropped the class, and so I don't have that acclamation on my uh, degree. Okay. Um, my company makes some uh, small games for educational stuff, so I've done some like animation work sound design work nothing really i i mm. guess i also could say throne controllers because i built that in rpg maker yeah i would count that yeah. it's a game like there you go um i've tinkered with Isn't unity coding kind of like but no i haven't made anything like isn't throne controllers more of just kind of like a menu well it's okay. it's the whole it's panel like, is a game though yeah so Not a skeleton. Since Bayonetta 2 is out now, do you, ha- do you have any opinions on the first game? All right, we talked about Bayonetta 2. It was, it was a good game. Bayonetta 1's good. Like it. Play I it. just like that his name is Not a Skeleton, because when I first read that, I was just like, oh, he's just like doing that, I'm going to change my name for Twitter thing. No, he is at Not a Skeleton <laughs> on Twitter. Just coincidental timing. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Sparks writes... With consoles like Retron 5 and companies like Magical Game Factory and Super Fighter Team releasing new carts, do you view the resurgence in cart-based gaming as an overall positive for the community or as a gimmick? Gimmick. It's niche. It's a niche market. That, so. I was, I was going to say the same. As I don't see it as a resurgence. I see it as, you know, some bands still put out, like, records, mm-hmm. you know, on a small run because a couple people would like records. Sure. So I think it's just that. It's, it's a, like, hey, remember when you got one of these? Well, we'll make a couple more of those. Yeah, it's a gimmick. Yeah, so. I, I personally like take part in that scene and enjoy that scene, but sure. I completely recognize it is an acquired taste, and it's only mm-hmm. a small, small fraction of gaming in general. Well, it's fine to like a gimmick. It's yeah. just that it's not like, a resurgence of anything. It, you're you're not gonna see like AAA companies suddenly putting games like on cartridges. Oh know, God, like, no! Just for, the, just for the sake of like, here's a collector's edition. Run it in your NES or something. Yeah. You're gonna see like maybe indie companies. Like I could see Shovel Knight, if they could have toned down the game enough, they probably would have done that. Yakuza yeah, would have done that. Didn't we ask them about that too? And they're just like, we did. Yeah, like we no, said, like, we can't do that like at all. <laughs> yeah, there's actually yeah. an article they wrote on think on Gamma Sutra showing why they can't do that, but uh, the music can all run off of an NES cart. And just a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff like that. But the color palettes and the coding, like, it's not made to go on a cart ever, yeah. basically. They, they cheated, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, Michael Jacobs asks, do you think any of the console copies could can actually be good, or will they always be crappy copies of a different system? That seems like it had a first part to it. Yeah, I don't know what this is. This is missing something here, yeah. Uh, let me quickly, if you want to go to the next one, I'll quickly look sure. on Twitter and see if I Brandon missed something. Brandon writes, mm-hmm. which episode of the podcast was when you guys first talked about 99 Nights? Oh, my God. Um, we were talking about this briefly beforehand. I don't remember. It would have been real early because we were still at EB Games. We, we hadn't started the podcast at this point. Do you think so? Paul says that too, but I want to say we had. I we talk, no, I, we I talked about it. I'm 100 percent certain because we didn't start the podcast till I moved to a different house, and mm-hmm. I beat 99 nights in the house, the first house I was in when I worked at that store. Well, because when okay. you guys started the well, podcast was still, like four years have... after that that game came out. Well, I don't think there's no way either of us played it in 99 nights when it first came out. No, I don't even know no. how I ended up with a copy of that game. I don't remember. Because it was like a dollar at the store, I think, is how you ended up with a copy Maybe. of the game. That might have been it, yeah. Okay, um, I think I found the first part of the question, by the way. Okay, hang on, let's finish this one. Yeah. Um, Probably the very beginning, or pretty um, damn close. I was, so, I, yeah, normally I try and write down in the description of each episode what we talked about. Normally I don't put all the games, but I guess just look through our descriptions and try and find one about 99 Nights. And if you and that's all I can really recommend. Yeah, I don't keep, remember the episode. Yeah, keep, we've done a lot of these episodes. <laughs> keep in mind that the episode won't be discussing the actual like playing of the game. It'll just be Sean bringing it up, making fun of me for it. Yeah, what you should be doing is listening from the very beginning every single episode and then telling us for a prize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you found the first part of the question. Okay, hopefully this is right. So I think is this the same guy. Yes, I think this is how this went. Should I start playing my copy of the Sly Collection? Do you think any of the console copies can actually be good, or will they be always be crappy copies of from a like from a different system? Like, will the remakes of these like collections be good and like actually remade, or will they just be crappy ports of the old one? And in the Silent Hill Collection, I can tell you it's a crappy port of the Did old they, one. They patched one of the versions though, the PS3 one, right? I would hope so. Jesus. Because I think it was the three sixty. One of the actually, one of them didn't get patched. The other they gave free games to the people who bought it because they weren't going to patch it. I can't remember which got patched and which didn't. I think it was the PS3 version. It's whichever version I own was the one that did get patched. Which, (laughs) based on what's behind me, looks to be the PS3 version. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I guess play Slide Collection if you want to. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But in terms of just on a more general note, uh, yeah, no, if they play fine, yeah, I think that's great. It's just, it's I, I usually don't go and dig out my old consoles. I don't I don't live with a lot of my consoles. I left them at my parents' place, so I can't even if I wanted to. Sure. So if they're making it easier for me to play older games or games I want to go back to or, or you know, whatever. Uh, that sounds good to me. In terms of Shadow of the Colossus, the frame rate actually can keep up with how big that yeah. game is, so they Which made that better. Which actually makes the game harder. Yeah. Even if they do a bad port, it's like, okay, just don't play that version and go back to the old one. And like, see, It's not like the old one goes bad. This is one of the things where it's like, rather than ask us, just like hang out in the chat and ask people in the chat because they know more than us because Echo Eclipse is like, Sly Collection is really great. So... That person answered your question for you. There you go. Uh, Brandon writes a second question. Question to Paul. How do you feel about the films Cabin in the Woods and Oculus? 
if you've seen I, them. I've been meaning to watch Oculus for a long time. Cabin in the Woods is legitimately one of my favorite like horror movies of all time. That is a good movie. I will say it's one of it's a top ranking favorite movie period of all time. So, whoa. Yeah, it's it, really it's really good. good. But you have to go in not knowing what to expect. That's like the that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what to expect, you're almost like you've almost ruined the movie for yourself. We we went in to the theater just like a group of four of us, not knowing what to expect. We're like, oh, it's it's a Joss Whedon like horror film. This would be great. And then what we got was just so much better than what we could have ever hoped. Well, don't spoil it for people. We're, we're not going not. to. No. Trust me, that's half the fun. I would say it's ninety percent of it, even. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Like the first viewing will never be topped on any other viewing of that movie. That's also why I've never watched that movie a second time. It's still, you know what? I will say the second and third time you will notice like little Easter eggs and things that weren't you didn't notice before, which are also almost equally as fantastic. But that like it's still not the same as the first high, really. But uh, yeah, Oculus. I've been wanting to watch, and I'll probably watch that since it's the season for all that stuff now. All right, Henry writes. Um, this is a sort of an addendum continuation of my question for last week. Uh, he wrote in last week about our opinion on uh, review scales. Mm-hmm. People remember that. Yep. He says, "May I propose a three-point review scale to you guys? It would be negative, neutral, positive. We kind of already do this." With the 10-point scale, where negative is 0 to 6, neutral is 6 to 8, and positive is 8 to 10. The only difference is the intent of the review is clearer if, sorry, is the intent of the review is clearer and can avoid confusion more easily. I think I would argue that negative in the 10-point scale is like 0 to probably 3, 4 to 8 or something. That's mainly why I wanted to bring this up is... I'd agree with Henry that a lot of people will look at like a six and be like, clearly it's a really bad game. It's like, no, it's better um, than average, actually. Which that's that's the way it should be. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I don't feel like that's the case. Jim Sterling was the only groups... person who ever did that, by the way. <laughs> um, what? Well, but like, like you, because there's there's a lot of games that got pretty low that were like like keep in mind like Mirror's Edge. I remember was getting like sixties, and people love Mirror's Edge. Mm. Um, yeah, most reviewers like. Like you said, like if it's below eighty, that usually means it's a bad game. To a lot of oh, people, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, which it shouldn't be the case because that's not how numbers work. Yeah, right. Um, but um, but just in terms of breaking it down to that three, like yeah, I don't know. I guess it could work again. I'm, I, I really like the five point scale, but um, I think it just depends on. I think it depends on the person reading it. Maybe they need more. Maybe they need less. Honestly, I don't like scales at all. I would rather somebody who like I agree with with stuff either tell me is it worth your time and money or not. Like I would like a yes or a no. Like you should continue with this if it's on sale, sort of thing or whatever. Like I don't just want to know it's six out of ten. I would prefer if you can get this on a sale, it's worth your two hours or whatever. Like that. See, that's that depends on the player every time, though, right? That's like a really good I, horror game is not every, good for me. Every single review is n- completely subjective, though, right? Like yeah. always. So, so I would rather just know what... a reviewer and like just attune myself to what I believe with them, and then just follow them for that. Which is why personality-driven content is what is bigger than the IGN crap and stuff they do. 
See, this is why one of the few reviews I did, I didn't use a scale. I was just like, all right, this is the group that would really enjoy this game for these reasons, and this is the group that wouldn't. Exactly. So that's why I broke it down to like, hey, you should play this. No, no, you guys should probably avoid this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Cody asks, or says, I don't know yet, is there a game or series that you think looks like a good game, but don't want to play it because it would be too much of a time sink? A good example is Skyrim and the Persona games. I would agree with those examples. <laughs> I, I put this question, I grabbed this question, because this is the John question. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, here true, we go. Though. It's entirely true. Here we go. Yeah. Just any game. <laughs> yep. Um, Except 99 Nights. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't me this time. You know what? I, I would uh, I would argue against it more if it wasn't for the fact I'm playing Hyrule Warriors. So, hey, that, yep. Told you. Um, I'll agree. Skyrim Persona, I wish I had more time to play those. Um, there's mm. a ton of games I wish I had more time to play. Even just games from like this year. Like I'm still really wanting to get Shadow of Mordor. Still really want to try Jazz Punk, Watch Dogs, Destiny. Yeah, I've just I've been real busy. There's, really, there's, just there's games in general at this point. It's more like, oh man, I wish I had time for all these games. Sure, we're, we're in a also market and where yeah, like so much stuff comes out now. You're also asking three guys that do a video game podcast. Um, we could almost just say, like, I don't know about you guys, I want to play everything I can get my hands on, more or less. So, yeah, like yeah. Well, apparently, the uh, game that looks like a good game but don't want to play because it would be too much of a time sink should be Alien Isolation because it's apparently fucking twenty hours long. <laughs> that yeah. that is a little insane, all things considered. I don't I'm know if I'm going to finish that after hearing that. That's ridiculous. Well, I yeah, don't have playing, twenty. Keep playing until you get sick of it, though. There's so many games. <laughs> There's a lot of games, but. And that's why I'm so worried that John's not going to play through Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Mm. Well, with all the traveling game. I keep doing, I almost have the perfect chance for it. Yeah, you mm. do. You, like, don't let this chance pass you. It's so good. All we, right, we Mitchell writes two questions. First, I have been doing everything in my power to avoid Five Nights <laughs> at Freddy's because it is centered around trying to avoid a single jump scare and the thought of animatronic dolls becoming possessed <laughs> and attacking you scares the crap out of me. Are there games that you guys have attempted to avoid playing slash buying due to a central aspect that you do not enjoy about them? No. I'll, I'll, yeah, no, like genres. I'll say the like price. Sports games. The price is the only thing that keeps me sports away. Games. Sure. Okay. I'll still play a sports game if like somebody had it or lent it to me. I price yeah. is the only thing that keeps me from that stuff. I feel like. Five Nights at Freddy's and MMOs are like the two. You don't want to play Five Nights at Freddy's? No, I think I, I hate the fact that it's basically just about a jump scare. It's not though. It's not about like, the jump. The jump scare the, is the, the way, fail the way state. I see it, the way I see it, the gameplay is literally you trying to avoid a jump scare. Well, no, it's a stress-inducing machine. That's all it is. The jump scare is just the fail state. Yeah, like, but that just that you the worst part about me, it, it. The worst part about isn't it isn't jump the jump. If you know it's coming. No, it's not. It's everything before that that is fucking the worst. No, I'm just saying. Like, can you even call it a jump scare if you know it's coming? Like, well, yeah, because the it, entire point it, of a jump scare, it is kind of just randomly does there. it. It still scares you though, because now you're expecting it. So now you're just like getting tense from like, all right, it's gonna happen now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's that's my thing with horror games. Is why I don't play them. Is this quarter there could be nothing in it, but I 
I don't want there to ever be anything in it, including myself. Yeah. I'm not playing five, this game. Five Nights at Freddy's specifically actually made the Saturday night I played it the worst night I've ever had this year. Like, it was... <laughs> well, you're, I, you're very clearly making me want to play this more now, the way you're doing it. If you want, there is a video, like, from the stream when I played it, and I was physically shaking at the end. I I just had too much. I couldn't do it anymore. Like, it fucked me up. <laughs> All things considered, there was other personal life issues going on at the time, so I was already super stressed. But, uh, okay, second question he asked. Hang on, I got yeah. one more one more thing to add with this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, length will often push me away from a game is even if i want to play it it's like but i just know that to play this it's going to be like 30 hours and i don't have the time to devote to it i'll still try it though it. usually i usually won't because then it's like mm. what did i get out of that and if i ever go back to it i'm just gonna have to restart it anyway so it's almost like any time i put into this is a waste yeah that's fair okay yeah so okay his second question mm -hmm. speaking of avoiding games sean you seem to derive Deride the new series of Nintendo games for no reason other than they have the word new in them. <laughs> Barring Yoshi's New Island, which seems like it is boring and frustrating. Uh, which constitutes towards such a poor... Yeah, what constitutes towards such a poor opinion of the other games? I have played both of the console ones and have enjoyed both of them for their late game challenge and fun power-ups. And I think they actually stand up to the classics in terms of gameplay and creativity. So he's talking about the new Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. series. Um, I don't, I don't like the multiplayer at all. It is like I, it's like designed just to be chaotic I, and silly. I will agree. And I don't, with that. I don't, I don't like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm usually trying to get through those games. Um, I don't really find them that creative, and I would not say they stand up to the classics. I really, yeah, Yoshi's New Island is really bad. Yeah, that's a really bad game. New Super Mario Bros. Two is so dull and the mechanic is collect lots of coins and that's the that's the big draw like mm -hmm. what the entire I, game i like, still I had just, fun playing new Super Mario Bros. 2 i didn't i the, that's my the least sta the stages were fun that's my mm -hmm. least favorite of all the new super mario bros games but um and it's yeah i just i find them so uninteresting compared to like and they'll and then like six months later they'll come up with like an amazing mario platformer yeah, that that it's actually just like, is in comparison. The weird thing it's about like, it. why am I even bothering with this? Like when New Super Mario Bros. U came out, it was just like I could not care less about this because like I had just played 3D Land. I, it's really weird how it's like clearly the B team is on like the yeah. new series, but like the some of the stages are good, but it's always outshined by the better series, like the the Galaxy team doing like 3D Land, 3D World. And I guess I just don't feel that there's that many, like enough good stages mm. in those ones. So that that's my that's my general. It's I not know. just the word new. It's just it. That's the pattern that's arisen. So yeah. And um, and yeah, Yoshi's New Island is just bad all around. <laughs> yep. Don't play that game. Okay. Tobias asks John, did you have any idea you were going to read? in the absolutely fantastic episode of the F plus you were on. And do you or anyone else in the podcast listen to it at all? I don't know what the F plus is. So maybe explain that first. It, it's, it's a podcast about very interesting things on the internet, basically. Why uh, is it called I, F plus? Is that the joke? Like, kind of. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I I did not know. I was just asked to be on the podcast one day, and then when I got in the call to get ready to record, they're like, "All right, here's what we're going to be discussing today. Here's the website." And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to need to scrub my uh, browsing history after this, aren't I?" They're like, "Yep." Would I know anybody who does this? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I don't think so, personally. Well, uh, they're all, like they're not all... personally, but at all. Uh, hmm. I know a couple people from uh, the Speed Gamers. That's about it. That's how I got involved. Which episode number are you on? I don't know the actual number. I'm sure he's in the description. Right, so. I would think so. Um, okay. So do you normally listen to this podcast, John? Uh, I do. we don't. Yeah, I do, okay. and it's it's interesting. I haven't tuned in in a while, but like it always makes me laugh from time to time. Okay. It also just makes me weep for humanity a lot, too, because they go to a lot of dark places on the internet, like my episode. Oh, great. <laughs> now I actually and really want to hear it, so... The second question from Tobias. Also, have you guys played the Hotline Miami heist in Payday 2? And if so, what's your opinion on it? I haven't been home to actually play it. Yeah, and it is grossly imbalanced. Like, oh, in a good way it, or a bad what way? What is it like? I'm curious. It's um, it... half fun and half not. Oh. But is it, like, how Hotline Miami is it? Like, what's the, what's the it crossover? It is there? pretty, like, it It feels like as, as Hotline Miami as you can probably get in Payday. So there's that. Okay, does it is it top down? Is it like music? No, no, it's still a first person shooter type thing where you have an objective. Like, is it just like everything's really fast now, or like what is it? Well, the song they have in it or whatever is fantastic because it's very Hotline Miami. Um, The missions are: you are looking to find out, I believe, information on where they're keeping Old Hoxton. And you are this Russian guy or whatever is like either holding it from you or holding him or something. So you go and fuck up a bunch of Russians, find out where he is. And then the second day is you go to his like apartment complex and like go to kill him, essentially. That's like bats. Are you throwing bats at people? They did. Throwing knives? They added new masks and weapons and all that sort of stuff. One of the weapons is the bat. And there is an achievement for beating down like i think it's 50 mobsters with the bat only and that gets you like uh, i think the pig mask i can't remember can you can you straddle some guy and then punch his face into the ground no no okay you cannot do that this doesn't actually change the core mechanics of payday at all just aesthetic is everything stuff. neon hmm i don't remember i, I don't th- I don't believe from what I was seeing Mm-mm. that it was. Okay. The kind of cool thing about the first mission of that game is it combines a whole bunch of different stuff. Like, there is a part where you blow up a bunch of cars and then, like, a gas station, and then you go find intel on, like, this thing, find intel where uh, this guy's located, and you can cook meth if you want to. Like, there's a bunch of little things in this first day that are really cool. The problem I have with it is that I would have liked some stealth ability at all because they are both loud missions. Dude, uh, they got to balance it out. The thing is, like, Hot that's Mami, the thing. I wouldn't really call it a stealth game. You can you can stealth, stealth in it, but the I, most people remember for Hotline Miami, like, fast-paced twitch violence. Sure, but when, like, you were seen, the gangsters would shoot at you, they wouldn't call in 50 cops. Mm. 
that's just payday. That's payday. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing is that and like if since it, they have to go within the limitations of both games, really, like the Hotline Miami thing is really just aesthetics. That's all it is at the end of the day. This is still payday okay. that we're talking about. So I would have liked at least if there's two missions, make some like make it at least stealthable in the fact that you can go into like this hotel room and shoot the gangsters and they won't necessarily call the cops or like do any of this stuff where you'll get attacked by swarms of people if you kill them right away because they didn't have the opportunity to, or if you use silent guns and just, like, snuck through the different motel door, like, room doors and, like, took them out stealthily, that would have been nice. But instead, they went with the minute you start sort of thing, you're just going for these both of these two-day missions. I don't know. I feel like that's the best way they could have done it. Maybe. The, sec- the end of the second day is just kind of annoying, too, where you go up to, like, his penthouse or whatever... He goes into a panic room, and John, you're going to love this. It's another thermal drill mission, so you're waiting oh. for five minutes while you're just being attacked by swarms in this tiny apartment from which well, there are two patios on either side that you can be shot at from. Well, they got to make sure that technicians actually have something to do. <laughs> Let's be real. Why? <laughs> because because I'm say- technicians I'm s- don't have anything to do. Like, that's what I'm saying. Fuck technicians. Perspective okay, at gmail.com. <laughs> we gotta move, Send it we gotta in. move through these questions. We're getting long. Daniel writes, I picked up Hyrule Warriors on its launch day. Fantastic game, Sean's <laughs> He knew! <dumb. laughs> but I found it glitching up after a few days. It turns out that I'd actually gotten a faulty copy from a bad shipment. Mm. Has anything like this ever happened to you when picking up a new game early in its release? I don't think I've ever had that on like a retail. Mm. Uh, I've had damaged cases and stuff like that. Never really a case of the game itself not working. Unless it was yeah. something that but was known by everybody. Happened. That yeah, like this like game in general problem. for everyone had to be patched. Sure. Yeah, it's something something from like a yeah, it could be patched. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, but I've never had like this game's just straight up not working. I need to return it. I don't think I've had that. Right. So. Me neither. Uh cruel for ninja cat. Hey guys, according to my awesome Lord of the Rings calendar, this past Monday was Thanksgiving in Canada. I was wondering if any of you did anything special to observe the holiday. Being an American, I don't have Thanksgiving until next month. Yeah, I worked. I worked too. (laughs) I missed the question. (laughs) What did you do for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? I was traveling back from Halifax. So you worked. None of us did anything. (laughs) No. Here's the funny thing. I missed Thanksgiving dinner twice. First off, I missed it because I was in Halifax when my family did it. And then uh, my apartment building decided to do Thanksgiving dinner today. Oh, wow. Okay. But hmm. I missed that because I went to go visit my family. There you go. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything because my family's in Canada. And next month, I won't do anything because I don't care about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving such a non thing for me. Yeah, well, not anymore because you're American now. You have to go fight people for Black Friday. I, yeah, I have to go crazy. I have to go almost die at Black Friday. I was gonna say we gotta put you in the trenches for this one. That's oh, what you've man. been training for this whole time in Canada in the cold, rough winters. Yeah, you're, I can take a beating. Yeah, <laughs> you're the bred cold, for rough this now. Winters that he'll have to deal with in San Francisco. Yeah, no, it was funny. This last week, one of my coworkers was like. Yeah, I hear like this this winter we might be getting like the worst winter in history, like uh, like you know, like blizzards or something. And I just was like, I want to see what a blizzard is like here because I don't think 
it's going to be anything. And then one of the other guys is like, yeah, we might even get snow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But obviously, they were just joking, but it was just like, this is going to be nothing. That's I'm going to still be in shorts coming to work. That's pretty good. Okay, uh, so you did that one. Hank writes, I've been wondering about how we ascribe creative credit to a video game. Director and producer, not executive producer, that's more of an ephemeral role, have responsibilities that can overlap. Even with movie, Atur author has come down... Atur theory. Atur theory, theory, sorry, yeah. Has come down on the side of directors, but depending on the project, that can be inaccurate. I've been thinking about this in terms of Mikami's career, where he directed Resident Evil 1 and 4, but he was a producer on 1, 2, and 3. It's also possible that over time, the titles have been assigned uh, slightly differently. So what are your thoughts on authorship in video games? I feel like it's more to give a face to the game than anything like... Well, it's usually monetarily responsibility. Hang on, his next part of the question is also part of this. I'll just read that real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say that the easiest and most accurate way is to talk about studios as a whole. Mm. But that can only really work over a history with studios that maintain personnel continuity. Yeah. Uh, like the way Platinum Games dudes have established an identity working together over their career. If you want to talk about uh, the reason the Evil Within doesn't work and why it's as janky as it is, I would start with Mikami breaking off from those guys and quickly forming his own studio. Right. That, that, oh, yeah. That made right. me immediately think of stuff like. You know, I really love Burnout Paradise. I really love Viva Pinata. Yeah. Am I going to get a sequel to those? Well, Criterion basically doesn't exist as that studio anymore. Mm-hmm. And Rare is certainly not the same people that are going to be, that made those games. So it's like, you know, who do I, who do I give like my, my admiration to anymore? Right. It comes down to. Right. And this is really similar in movies is you know the director seems to get a lot of it or maybe the writer sometimes gets a lot of it mm-hmm. but it's like you know there's probably like hundreds of people who touch this well and they don't get much and it depends on what you want to say is good about a thing because you could say that like resident evil 4 was boring story-wise but i really like the dude who worked on the shooting mechanic it felt really good so that dude mm-hmm. that does that's the thing with video games is that it's all just one package sort of thing, right? Where if you split it up, then you could do that. Otherwise, I think you should just say, yeah, like Grasshopper. Those are the guys. I, They're good. I feel like something. it's kind of a carryover from like the old days of gaming. Like yeah. David David Crane's Pitfall, Miyamoto's Super Mario Brothers, stuff like that. Tom Clancy's I, everything. <laughs> That's well, something different. Yeah, Tom Clancy did so much for those games. With like, with like you know, Cliffy B. Like we still have some faces mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. but but even then, Cliff Cliff Blazinski was like late nineties with like Unreal and Unreal Tournament, and, right. and Jazz well, well, Jack. The point I was, like actually, even the, earlier than shit with Jazz. The Jack point Jack. I was going with is I think I think you kind of have to go just to saying the studio. Like that's the best way to encompass everything. Yeah, but yeah, you need to remember that you know some pe- a lot of those people might not be there anymore, and it just I don't there's not a great way like you just kind of need to if you're i was gonna say like if you're if you're really into a team you know follow the people on that team you know we have twitter and stuff it's a lot easier to do that stuff like double fine where they're streaming themselves constantly or iron galaxies where you're, you know we're meeting the faces a lot um but then you get into like big studios and it's like hey if i like this assassin's creed game i have no idea where to even start because ubisoft is like 
what three thousand people or something, something like, insane like that. And and those yeah. credit and Ubisoft games, the credits are always so long because everyone touches those games. Yeah. So eventually, it's just like all I can say is I liked this game. If you worked on it, thanks. But I there's no way I can even appreciate you. I like your game. Would you yeah. argue this is kind of like the dissonance between like movies, like how like oh this director is known for this work, so like. But like big blockbusters usually don't have a major name like that attached for directors or like that you would pay attention to. No, like, I'd say big blockbusters would too. But again, the issue with that is, you know, being in like a visual effects industry is I know like hundreds of people will have touched the movie and, you know, they're not getting the praise. It's always the director, always the writer. Yeah. So that kind of sucks too. It's it's kind of the same thing. Like even though, you know, we could put Cliff Bozinski on a pedestal, but he probably only, you know worked on one percent of that game or whatever. well the thing when you talk about like the artistic directors and stuff specifically is that they are the ones that say you have to do this better like they they are putting their name on it because they have a style like with shinji mikami specifically the reason he gets the credit for like how the game is not how it plays but like should be or look or like play through the story or whatever is because he has put his hand into it these type of situations before saying no this has to be like this this has to be like this like he is the one taking full responsibility of that whereas the people working under him are just putting an extra lighting fixture in this hallway or something he's the one with the grand scheme things right but yeah i don't know it's a little bit harder when there are the bigger studios like that because there's not just the shinji mikami you have maybe 10 people like that overseeing like 10 different little groups, each one doing the same job, but for the greater picture, I don't know. It's a weird convoluted thing. Or like another way of looking at it is when teams, like when a studio kind of has a feel and, you know, regardless of if the people are moving, the studio tries to maintain it. And examples of that that come to mind is platinum games. I feel Mm. they have like a, you know, they have a feeling to their games. They're always, you know, crazy and silly and weird mm-hmm. and colorful. Or, um, oh, what's this team that did Explosion Man? Oh, that's Twisted Pixel. Yeah, Twisted Pixel. They totally have a feeling to their games. Like, yeah, you, you know, that next game there's going to be these elements in that game because you know a Twisted Pixel game. Mm-hmm. Behemoth is similar to that too. Sure. Um, and then I'll think on a smaller scale. Like Sweary sixty five, sure. I I know a Sweary sixty five game, but at the same time, I watch those credits for D four, and like there's like four dozen people on there who I've never heard of before. Who you know, Sweary sixty five is just titled as like a director, but there's also like art director and project director, and it's like, well, what did those guys? Those guys clearly had a huge point too, but I just see Sweary so much more out there. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard. I guess if you, I guess my advice would be, you know, if you like, if you're really liking a game, or if you like several games from a studio, try to find the people behind it. You know, follow them on Twitter and stuff. That's all I can really say. And it's easier on a smaller team, obviously. But yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard in movies too. Like I said, hundreds of people touch movies, and we hear about the director or whatever. I guess it's also different when you consider like Hideo Kojima is part of kojima productions like his name is right there so i don't know right okay last question is this uh yeah it's three-parter 
Oh, okay. Uh, since Sh- uh, from Comet, since Sean has finished Professor Layton versus Phoenix, right? At least I'm pretty sure he has, based on his tweets and having beaten and enjoyed it myself. I want to ask him some questions about it without spoiling significant anything for others, of course. Yeah, I read them. He doesn't spoil anything. Okay. So number one, do you think the game was too easy? I've seen some claim some complaints about lax difficulty, but I felt it kept the game going at a going at a good steady pace. Actually, yes, I did uh, feel that. I, the puzzles were far easier than I was used to. I felt that was maybe because this game was trying to cater to, you know, Phoenix Wright fans, and maybe they wanted to tone it down a bit. But I was barely using hint coins, and I, I don't think I ever failed a puzzle. So, yeah. Okay, number two. Did the game peak too early for you? Because I enjoyed the entire game, but I strongly feel the second la- the second last trial is the best. Second last trial. I'm trying to think which one that would be. It's the one with that thing and something. <laughs> yep. There you go. Um, I'd say the first half is definitely when like the craziest stuff happens, but that's because we still don't know anything about like solving the mystery. So of course that's when the craziest stuff happens. Sure. If. Hang on. I, I think I know which trial they're talking about. I'm just trying to double check if there's anything in between that and the last one. And I don't, and I believe the second last trial is the best one because the ending of that is bananas. Okay. Okay, and number three, have you checked out the free epilogue DLC and concept art? No, I didn't know there was epilogue DLC, but that's real exciting, and thank you for informing (laughs) me. I'm going to do that. I'm sure you'll chat about it next week anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to try and get that in there. All right. I guess. All right. That was it for questions. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it for this week. Again, top down perspective at gmail.com, twitter.com slash TDP podcast, and facebook.com's top down perspective. Look it up. I don't remember what it is. I think it's just slash top down perspective. So that's, that's what it is. There you go. Game of the week, guys. Well, I've got so many to choose from. Uh, you played two. Yeah, but I only started playing it technically when I sat down for the podcast, so I wouldn't. I'm not going to count Hyrule Warriors. I'm going to say Smash. Sean, the game that you're tired of, <laughs> that you're done with. Well, no, good. Like the multiplayer is still fun. It's just the single player is just a slog just, at this point. Yeah. Uh, mine goes to Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. And Alien Isolation, 100. percent Oh, I thought it was going to Dragon's Crown. There is no way it's going to Dragon's Crown with Alien Isolation on that list. Okay, all right. You're giving, you're giving uh, me hope for picking up Alien Isolation next week. Well, you could download it for and, free off my thing. And hey, and hey, I'm giving you hope for starting up Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright this week. Yeah, great, good. You're welcome. You will be so happy that you started that game. And we're giving everybody hope because we're done for tonight. Good night, everybody. Yeah, we're done. Go, go live your lives. Guys. See you later, guys. <laughs>